Welcome to our latest episode of Mac Chat. Uh, we're here today with some very special guests, Jerry and Mary Jacobson. And uh, we'll start by acknowledging our sponsor, Northwestern Bank. Thank you, Northwestern Bank, for your generous support of McDonnell Area Catholic Schools. Uh, and I think I can thank you, Jerry. First of all, thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, that, uh, I think uh, the bank is always appreciative to be allowed to be a part of um, the Catholic school system. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, speaking of which, both of you, uh, Jerry and Mary, if we could just learn a little bit more about your background um, for our listeners, what is your background in history with our Catholic schools? Um, I'm a 1978 graduate of McDonald High School, went to St. Charles um, when we had our children. Uh, we certainly considered both school systems. The public school system had a great, uh, has a great educational, you know, programs. Um, but it it was our faith and the importance of of having that foundation for our kids. So um, probably about two thousand five or four, our children entered the school system, and our youngest daughter graduated in two thousand eleven. So. Great. And then I guess, Jerry, you know, I had mentioned uh, off the air that I got my start in podcasting as a guest on the Northwestern Bank uh, podcast, Banker with a Beer, uh, produced by Eau Claire Hometown Media. Just a little bit of a plug there. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Jerry Keel on Banker with a Beer about our Catholic schools. So for whatever reason, there's just this this relationship between Northwestern Bank, the people at the bank, the Chippewa Falls community, and then what the Catholic schools bring to that community. Um, do you have any insight on that? Well, I think that um, for me, choice is paramount in the city of Chippewa. Throughout my career, when I've been talking to people coming into Chippewa, um, choice of school systems is very important, even if they choose not to go to um, Catholic schools or some of the other choices we have there on it from other face in the in the Chippewa Falls area. But choice is important, and that's important to Northwestern Bank and important to myself also that people can make a decision and have great alternatives like we do in Chippewa Falls. I think it makes us sort of special to be able to have those alternatives, and it makes it a greater place for all of us. Well, thank you, Jerry. Yeah, I, I've heard that phrase, iron sharpens iron. And um, in our conversations with our peers and the other school systems in the, the city and in the Chippewa Valley, we learn from each other. We provide parents with different options. And there, there are some things we hold in common, but there are some real differences. Um, as Mary mentioned, the biggest difference here is, of course, the, the Catholic faith. But there are other differences that, that uh, we find matter a lot to our families. So, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Um, one of the the things that I think helps us stand apart is our dedication to servant leadership. And we have your lovely bride here, uh, Mary, to thank for um, really pioneering a very special program. And I guess giving a shout out back to our very first episode, we went into more detail um, with Mary and with a, a distinguished young alum and David. Um, but Mary, if you could just for listeners that didn't catch that episode, give us a little overview of our student ambassador program here at McDonald. Certainly. Um, the student ambassador program is uh, for 
students in seventh through 12th grade, gives them an opportunity to do community service uh, in the schools, in the parishes, and in the community. Through doing that service, then they learn more about what our needs are, whether it's in the school and setting up for a program or or it's in the community and serving a meal at the Agnes table or ringing bells for the Salvation Army. It makes them more aware of of the world we live in and hopefully teach them some responsibility um, for that, that we don't live on an island and, and just care about ourselves, that we all take care of each other. I think Chippewa Falls community is is a great... Um, place the culture in our community is is really nurtures that um, by the lo- the examples that go on in our community whether we're you know years ago raising money for the hospital or it's building a new football field or adding a new park um, those things just don't happen with the snap of a finger there's a lot of work and dedication and certainly donations that go into that so um, in order to um, <clears throat> build a, a, a basis of future um, community-minded people, you got to start, you know, when they're younger and give them those experiences. Um, I was thankful to be able to, I started the program, I think it was in 2005 when my two children were in middle and high school, and mm-hmm. I was looking for something for them to do that was serving out in the community. Um, I had some of that when I was in high school, and I think that the seed was planted. But I also um, have to give credit to to Jerry. Um, he sets a great example of of caring about the community and being involved with nonprofits. And so it it kind of was part of you know maybe our family philosophy, even though it wasn't vocalized, it was just what was going on with our daily lives. And we wanted our kids to kind of have some of those experiences before they became adults. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how things got started. Um, And I think just uh, through your work, you were connected and you helped me to see, you know, some of the needs and some of the things that students could do. Uh, yeah, I have to thank you Yeah, for your role in, in that program and bringing your family's kind of philosophy of generosity in the community to Max um, and helping us grow that in our students. And it's just really interesting, I guess, connecting. So my husband is not from the area and he's as he's gotten more involved in different volunteer clubs and, and things going on throughout Chippewa, he does. He's like, I always notice how many Max people are in this stuff. And, you know, it's a lot of maybe people that you were students in this program that he's now seeing out in the community, volunteering, giving their time back. And I think, you know, I'm starting to see through his eyes that connection back to the work that you've done here. Like it really does bear fruit out in our community. And the other thing is, you know, he and I moved back to Chippewa, I guess it's 12 years ago now. um, And of course, back for me for the first time for him. And there between 1998 when I graduated and 2010 when we moved back, there were so many improvements in the community. It really showed. And when I started looking, you know, so that was part of the reason that drew us back. And uh, when I started learning a little bit more about how and why those things had happened, uh, Mr. Jerry Jacobson's name came up quite a bit. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so that's kind of a really cool connection too, is just, it's really hard to imagine what this place would be like as we sit here today without the two of you um, mm -hmm. and your family philosophy of generosity and giving back. Um, well, I, I, we need yeah. to, to give credit. There is, there are a lot of role models in our community. And certainly if there wasn't that, you know, we wouldn't have learned how to raise our hand or volunteer or say yes. But there were some real pioneers, uh, you know, for instance, the Community Foundation of Chippewa County, if it hadn't been some from, uh, for Bert Swanson, who was the development director at St. Joseph's Hospital, not a native, but he really was dedicated to, to growing our community in that positive direction, he put his heart and soul into it, as well as David Fish, who was his boss at the hospital. So they could have been looking at that as competition. You know, going to raise money for the community where we should be raising money for the hospital. But they just saw that it just was going to make for a better community. Those examples um, really have influenced us tremendously. And I think a lot of the different campaigns that you've been on, you have met um some phenomenal people in the trenches of, of, you know, what it takes and working hard and you can't walk away, not influenced by it. So we kind of hope that we're trying to do that in our own way. Mm -hmm. um, I think we were, you might not have known this Molly, but uh, both of us started the same day at Northwestern bank. Uh, that, uh, and uh, um, I think the bank seeing all the, people at the bank, how much they've given over the years of themselves, helped influence us uh, to uh, um, do by ourselves of the giving back. And in the beginning, of course, it was uh, um, time and talent because there is no treasure. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think when it when a time came that I became CEO in um, in 98, we both sat down and said, um, we want to make a commitment. We both are born and raised here um, from blue collar families. We wanted to make a commitment um, to be able to, um, now that we are doing well, to be able to give back part of our treasure also into the community. And um, although we go through many things in our in our commitments, we decided that um, our forte would be youth. And uh, that's mm -hmm. obviously fit into what Mary's just talking about and the ambassadors, but into what some of our gifts and some of our uh, well, organizations. Not that we well, don't look at everything, but uh, um, youth is uh, um, something that's dear to our heart. Um, and you mentioned about um, um, Pat seeing uh, all the um, students and some of them ambassadors, but isn't it great that some of those ambassadors are in some other cities doing good things too um, and uh, helping out their community? I think we're both looking at it. If we can help the youth here, great. We hope they land up or come back like you did to Chippewa, but even if they don't, they make someplace else a better place. That's a really great point. And, and just again, and more evidence of that generosity. There's a, a, a little uh, kind of a theological principle and it's the good is diffusive of itself. Anybody? St. Bonaventure. Okay. So, <laughs> but it's like, it's just what you're saying. It spreads. Maybe that's a more simple way of saying the same thing is it's, it's contagious. It, it grows, it builds on itself. It has a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, as you said, you kind of inherited that as in your roles at, I guess, when you started the same day at, at Northwestern Bank. Um, and also She'll growing, make sure yeah. to tell you I was a heck of a lot older than her. And he though. still is. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't change, huh? Yeah, I know. You really, you really lucked out there, yeah, Terry. I know. I did. <laughs> And, and I guess also with, uh, obviously, the culture of the bank being one of generosity, that philosophy in your family being one of, of giving of your time, talent, and eventually the treasure um, as it came your way. And I think, you know, the Lord blessed you and, and you've blessed others. Um, what role does your faith play in your, your philosophy of generosity? Um you probably are aware, I know the students are aware, St. Teresa of Calcutta is kind of uh, uh, my inspiration because here is this little person um, who, you know, was fearless and accomplished so much. And, and I think she has a quote about, you know, thinking uh, just me, what difference could I make? But but if I throw a stone into the water, think of the ripples that you could make. So um I I enjoy reading about different saints, but she I always come back to her because I always think she's a great role model, and I've used her her example, um, uh, some of her quotes with the students. You know, when you're thinking about how you're going to treat people, she always said Jesus is in disguise. So imagine that every person you meet that truly is Jesus in disguise. So, um, you know, I think. A, Part of our responsibility as a as a Christian person is to look out for each other, take care of each other, and um, we are no um, better than anybody else. And um, and we can't imagine leaving people um, unfortunate and turning an eye and not doing what you can to help them. <clears throat> Jerry, do you have anything to add? I know you usually let Mary that, do the talking about matters of yeah. faith, but I, well, I'd like to I hear think, from you on this I think, one a little um, bit. I think that um, <laughs> um, obviously we're in a Catholic environment here, um, but I think doing good for others is of every faith. And I think even people who do not even believe in God can do good for others and help others out. So um, I think it's important to remember that if you do good for others, no matter what your beliefs, it'll make it a better place for everyone. Amen to that. Um, and you had mentioned a little bit ago, Jerry, that you know you had you and Mary had kind of made this joint decision together to focus on youth in your philanthropy and in your giving. Um, and obviously, we here at Max have benefited from that, um, as well as I'm sure many others. Um, you know, right now we've got you know in any given year five. Uh, these days anyway, over 500 students, and um, your generosity helps all of them grow in mind, body, and spirit every day. Um, so, you know, I hope that you take some satisfaction in that. Uh, you know, so it isn't just dollars. It's what those dollars can do in the lives of kids, as you know. Um, and with our recent Witness the Difference campaign, I just want to personally thank you, too, and, and with our listeners here for your matching donation that you were able to do last year that really helped us 
um, get to where we are now, which is within a hair's grasp of that uh, $3.7 million goal. So I just want to say thank you very much for that matching gift. That made a huge difference in our Witness the Difference campaign. We're happy to do that. Um, And also just acknowledging the memorial gift on behalf of your brother, David Wormand. That was a, a really special gift in its own way too, Mary. So thank you. You're welcome. Yep, he was a loyal Max fan, so it was appropriate to be able to to honor him that way. Very beautiful. And I mean, when we came into that matching gift, I think we had about 90 total gifts to the campaign, and now we're over 250 gifts Great. to the Wonderful. campaign. So it's Great. not just the dollars, it's that... Connection you're and, making. Yeah, and people um, would call in and say, oh, is that matching gift still going on? And And people literally said to me, I'm just so inspired by the Jacobson's generosity and I want to be a part of it. So it's just, it's cool. Like we were saying that, you know, it's, it's inspiring to me as well. Um, so I guess bringing it back, we've talked a little bit about the treasure aspect, uh, coming back to the, the time and talent. Um, Mary, you tried to retire. I, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the future of the student ambassador program. Uh, if you could could let us know um, what you see in the future with that program. And as to both of you, what do you see in your involvement with Max going forward? Uh, so as you alluded to, um, last school year was my la- uh, last official year as um, the coordinator for the Student Ambassador Program. Um, I think through an act of God, I don't think anything happens by accident. We had a alum, a former ambassador who applied for an open position here. And uh, in in his interview, um, he was asked if he'd be interested in, in running the program. He was familiar with it. Um, but more importantly, um, his um, his foundation is the right person makes you know realize he's the right person so he's uh matthew Ryder. i believe he said he graduated in 2014. Um, his dad retired last year he, deacon Ryder, um and so we i've spent some time with him this summer uh, reviewing things updating him we did a retreat with our leaders and made specific plans for the year just so it can go as smoothly as possible. He's a teacher first, and he's a first-year teacher here, not first-year teacher, and that's a that's a big job. I mean, and um, I um, wanted to be sure that he wasn't uh, going to struggle with managing both things. Um, in the retreat, what was the beautiful thing was engaging the student leaders on stepping up even more and taking on responsibility it was almost like they were waiting for this opportunity so you know it, it, there is that really positive thing that's coming out of that some of them are really getting out of their comfort zone and that's what i've always encouraged um, but they are are rock stars and he sees that um, in my conversation with him since the school year started, he's he's showing positive signs of um, keeping things under control and keeping things rolling forward and having good communication. He's um, he, he's got the right heart, and it has me really encouraged. He knows I'm I'm here for him. He, I'm I'm like I'm not going to let you fail at this. If something's not working, we'll 
figure out a way to make make it work. Um, but the kids are are doing a great job. So I I assume going forward that will will continue. Um, my continued support um, in the school. Um, I I am hoping that I'll still be able to be a chaperone on the class trip this year. I had mm-hmm. indicated that I would be willing to do that. I'm just not quite ready to cut the umbilical cord on these kids. <laughs> no. You just really get so attached, and and they are um, pretty special. Um, and um, I'm in the long-range planning committee, which is kind of a big, big deal. Um, and so um, just knowing that I'll be connected and mm-hmm. I'll be here doing what I can. And the other thing is probably in about three years, we'll have a granddaughter in the school system. So, and, That's right. you know, there could be others. <laughs> um, so then there'll be a grandma volunteering or you'll be reading books in the classroom or yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. kind of starting all over again, but it'll be fun. Well, I think we want to make sure that um, um, whatever we can do, especially in this ambassador program, I think it affects the youth so much that uh, we will do that and, uh, you know, financially and, uh, and time on it to be mm-hmm. able to make sure that it uh, does succeed. Uh, um, and we'll, still uh, be around um, throwing our money away at McDonald uh, um, fundraisers and booster clubs and having fun there and because uh, um, one's coming up in a less than a month and uh, that's right spirit uh, of the max October 1st yep and yeah. uh, we'll be there and uh, um, we enjoy that to be it's fun being around the um, being around the um, kids too it makes you stay young and stay uh, um, keep your mind alert in that, and uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, we plan on doing that uh, as long as we can, uh, um, and doing what we can to make sure that uh, um, we can be a small part in helping make this organization stay viable. Wonderful, yeah, we lo- I love it. Love to see you guys at our different fundraising events, community building events. Um, really important question is whether anyone has ever made the half court shot. <laughs> Raleigh did. Raleigh did. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I, and of course, I do remember that. <laughs> and Raleigh, of course, you know, knowing Raleigh, he said, give it right back to McDonald or the Booster Club. I'm not sure what it went right, back to. Right, right. But, uh, Everybody's assuming you know who Raleigh is. Ra- oh, Raleigh Enders. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, yeah, Mr. Raleigh Enders, class of '96. Yeah, and uh, another great school supporter. Another, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and community supporter. And community yeah, supporter. Great. great guy. Hardly any uh, Max event or initiative that he doesn't have some involvement right. in. So yeah, very we're all very grateful for for Raleigh as well. And uh, one example of one of those Max kids out in the community mm-hmm. doing good mm-hmm. um, as well for the business community. So Correct. they're appreciative for, of Raleigh and yeah. uh, and good good on him for sinking that half court shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I do not think I could do it. That must have been when he was in the YMCA boot camp. (laughs) Could have been. There's another great plug, huh? (laughs) Well, even during COVID, I think they were still meeting, not that it's over, but you know what I mean. They were still meeting outside, and I think Raleigh was still getting up at, when it was still dark out. I was like, wow, I feel really inadequate. But um, yeah, so I mean, that's great. And I know, Mary, you, you alluded to the Long Range Planning Committee. Uh, and one of the ways 
I think the committee sees Max uh, being a more vibrant part of the community in the future is through having renewed facilities. Um, did you want to add anything about your vision for that or what, how you could see the long range plan for Max helping the whole community? Um, well, I think if anybody's been involved in the Max community over the last 20 years, they've heard a lot of conversation of uh, facility improvements possibility of building, you know, just a lot of plans that were made, blueprints that were drawn up and then kind of put in a drawer and put away. And uh, and I, I was never involved in it, but I always was kind of hearing it and uh, assumed things would be moving forward and they didn't. And I, whether um, it was change of administration or there was some other roadblock, I don't know what it is, but um, right now I'm feeling like we have some great momentum and a great plan. And um, the reality is we can't continue to put the, these ideas in a file cabinet because um, some of these buildings need need to be replaced. And that is the reality. Um, we've gotten a lot of years out of them, but I think the Band-Aid's not going to hold any longer. It takes a lot of it's going to take a lot of sacrifice, but in order for us to have a future, we can't continue to put it off and we have to think about what is the needs in the next few years, what are the needs in the next 20 years and so on, because um, Catholic schools are going to be here forever. I mean, they've been here, what, 120, 30, how many years? <laughs> this is our 141st oh, God, year. Oh, boy, I lost track. Oh. Anyway, um, but, but. You know, it, it it's an institute. The Catholic faith has been forever, and it's going to be it, it's strong here. And uh, the the, in, the educational institution it does a phenomenal job. Um, and so we gotta we've gotta put some money and effort into making sure the facilities are are adequate. And I've often said it's not the building that's that's teaching the students and I, we have a phenomenal staff, but we gotta, we gotta think about the safety and the longevity and the strength of the buildings. And we're kind of losing some of that. You know, one thing I have to commend Molly, you and your team over the last few years is uh, really strengthened the amount of students coming into the facilities, which when you got something, it's easier to do things when you got something that's got an upward momentum, which you do have here um, mm -hmm. with your school system. So kudos to you guys for really make, getting it into that upward momentum. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really pleased um, with the, the growth in enrollment. And like you said, with that, our choice being available and more families seeing the, the value in uh, the education that we have to offer here, um, you know, and it has gone up. We've enrollment has gone up from 408 students five years ago to 545 students wow. coming into the school year. Wow. And that, and kudos very much to the teachers and administrators for somehow absorbing that into what they do every day mm -hmm. too, because that's no small thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we'll just pray that the Holy Spirit keeps guiding us in the right direction and giving us what we need um, through our collective efforts to meet the needs of the students. You know, I have this vision in my mind, like we're in year 141, like what's it going to look like when we hit 150? Mm -hmm. 
And we've got, so, you know, for me, that's uh, hopefully just putting us in a better position so that whoever inherits this going forward will have something positive to build on as well. I guess, you know, coming back, coming, uh, I guess, up to the 30,000 foot view of the Chippewa community, as you reflect um, outside of the Max piece, what are some of the favorite opportunities you've had to be involved in, in the Chippewa community? Well, for me, um, two of them are, are big highlights. Uh, both I was on the start of the, as Marian mentioned, with the Community Foundation, which I think will be ever forever. Mm -hmm. And also one that isn't right in Chippewa, but start of the Pablo Center on it, right, right from the beginning of it. Uh, Spent five years there in the start. Well, I'm still on the board, but five years from the start as chair. And uh, um, I think that's really made the whole Chippewa Valley a better place. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's just beautiful when you walk in and yeah. the the wall of giving. I'm not sure, yeah. you know, with all the different people that yeah. were a part of that project, it's yeah. really cool to see, too. So yeah. thank you for that as well. Um, how about, I guess, one final question. What advice do you have for other families that may want to get involved in helping the community and in, in, uh, contributing back to Max? What advice would you give? You know, I think um, most of the time when you see uh, volunteers, they were personal ask, personally asked. There wasn't something in a newsletter or an email that says we need 25 parents and you're going to always think it's somebody else. But when you get that first invitation, whether it's in an email or someone personally asking, say yes. And say yes to, you know, at your, your comfort level. Um, but then gradually um, expand on that. Because I started out, you know, when Todd was a kindergartner, okay, I'll go help in the library. Well, pretty soon you realize, well, this is this is you're you're making a difference, but it is rewarding too. You're getting to meet your children's classmates, mm -hmm. um, and, and then you get involved in you know the parent groups with athletics and all that. You get to know the parents, so you end up feeling like you're part of a family and not just plugging in my certain number of hours that I should do. Um, it, it's rewarding and on so many different levels. And if you can afford to to donate. That is rewarding as well, um, and it's needed. But I think um, the volunteer part, um, you just need to say yes and find where, you know, where you're going to be comfortable, but then push yourself a little bit further. Mm -hmm. It is rewarding. I just add, uh, um, don't be afraid once you get into an organization you absorb to get into the leadership role. We always need new leaders and we don't need the same people all the time. So don't be afraid. Take some leadership roles once you um, do your volunteering. And, uh, um, and remember, this is, should be fun. This should be rewarding. It shouldn't be a task. Uh, it, that's, mm -hmm. it should be a fun adventure. All yeah, right. you do grow. You, I mean, you just grow, and and it's amazing the knowledge that you can gain and the friendships you can gain, and then certainly it brings joy. It's it brings lots of joy. 
Well, thank you for that advice. Any of our listeners interested in volunteering, sharing time, talent, and treasure with our Catholic schools, feel free to reach out to me, Molly Bushman, uh, my colleague, Libby Leinenkugel. We'd be happy to point you in the right direction. Uh, or I'm sure Mary and Jerry would be happy to do so as well. Certainly. So thank you to our listeners. And uh, thank you again, Mary and Jerry Jacobson, for being with us today and for your support of our schools. Thanks, Molly. Yep.